The truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. garbage because I didn't have the headphones plugged in. Yeah, Sorry. I was coming out the speakers, and then the speakers would have been picked up by the microphone, and then we would oh, have created a feedback Oh, and then fun thing, loop. it automatically jumps to the next audio cue. It starts uh, playing it? Yeah. So, uh, oh, beginning sounded great until you started talking. Oh, ouch, that <laughs> hurts. And Carlo starts crying yeah. for the rest That's of the episode. That's what they, was a, a subtle burn or a... Uh, uh, yeah, a subtle burn? No. I was like, um, no, it's a backhand compliment, right? Yeah. Hey, we almost didn't see you there, except we did see you there because yeah, we've been, we've been talking, talking to you for, to you for... While, so... no, no. We were just independently two heterosexual <laughs> we were... cis males playing around with a slut bot for no particular reason, <laughs> speaking out loud to some people eavesdropping on us uh, in the Podbean chat room. Hey, everybody! Uh, welcome to Half Cut Conspiracies. Yeah, my name's Carlosia. My name's Todd Sullivan. You guys probably know that, but yeah, you uh, somehow found this uh, podcast through your journey of life <laughs> made it here to this live episode welcome grab a drink whatever you prefer we are having moscow mule slash spiced whiskey yep what are we talking about today todd we are talking about the 2020 election and kind of the the conspiracies around that but more specifically about the conspiracies around donald trump's loss of the election and the shit going up to the inauguration and I was kind of, when we scheduled this, part of the reason that we decided to do it now was so that we could, if it happened, talk about further craziness happening at the U.S. Capitol before, during, and after the inauguration, much like what happened on January 6th when Trump attempted to incite an insurrection. <laughs> I have a feeling there's going to be a lot that still will come out after all the FBI investigations happened, though. Like, there was a lot just even after the week, the week after that it happened. Well, yeah. Where we learned a lot more. Yeah, I mean, those claims about, like, certain, what, senators or whatever that were taking um, some of the insurrectionists on tours of yeah. the Capitol building beforehand. Like, don't know if any of that's been established, whether or not that's just conspiracy or gossip. But Yeah, as there's... far as I know, they haven't, like, proven any of that. But there have been some claims. But it's only been a couple so. of weeks. So, I mean, and, yeah. and whatever they're finding is going to be still under, you know, lock and key for now until they're ready to arrest people. And Well, they already have. Well, like, yeah, arrest the senators or whoever. But yeah. they've already started arresting the um, the rioters and the insurrectionists. And it's, uh, yeah, I think a lot of them were hoping, hoping to be pardoned by Trump before he left. But... Doesn't look like that happened, so... Well, yeah, it's, it's a little late now. Yeah. If, if Trump thinks he still has pardon power from <laughs> no, Florida. I, th I think he knows he's got no power anymore. I read a headline where his, uh, his banks are basically all just giving him his money back or getting rid of his accounts because they don't want any part of him, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. He kind of, like, he went from the top to the bottom... It's like the opposite of Drake's song. Like he, was he ever the top, though? Well, he was the president of the states, so like he. he by the time the he was top. by the time <laughs> he was done with that, though, was that really such an achievement? <laughs> I guess yeah. Now it's like oh whatever. Trump got up. Right. There, it's so. like at this point, um, I'm, I'm on a I'm on a site called Goodreads where people can re re review the books that they read, and it's a social network, so you can see your friends what they're reading and what they're sharing. 
and uh, and this, this friend was reading a book about how like being the president is the hardest job in the world, and I had to comment and be like, <laughs> "But Trump did it." And his response was something like, "Well, it's to do it properly yeah. <laughs> is the hardest job in the world." But I, I do think that to some extent, the the ex- just the very existence of the Trump presidency has kind of downgraded the the status of that job, right? Like downgraded the status of the states yeah no exactly like yeah the you know so-called greatest country in the world was just garbage for a while yeah so hopefully uh they can rebuild and um it's get better (laughs) (laughs) so it's not this isn't a conspiracy related question but one thing that's come up a lot since trump left office is what do you think he's going to do do you think he's going to leave the country? Do you think he's going to like kind of escape to someplace with no extradition? Do you think he's going to run? Do you think he's going to stay in America? What are your thoughts? I think he'll stay in the States for now until something actually happens. And I don't, I think he's still got quite a few followers right now that nobody's really willing to make any big moves because it'll upset, you know, a big portion of the Rep- Republican base. So I think he's kind of protected just because of that. Yeah. Um, but I think if something does happen, yeah, he'd, whatever, take a vacation somewhere and just never come back. Yeah. Like, I think that's just who Trump is. And he probably wouldn't even, like, go with his family. He would just go by himself. Oh, yeah. No, he would totally but, yeah, leave his family he's, he's, he's like to, like, go to prison. Leave his family, yeah. Like He's like the guy Ivanka running from the bear. Being like, running from the bear, and it's like, you know, you don't have to be the you don't have to be the fastest. That's the least slow. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he shoves one of his kids off yeah. to the side. keeps <laughs> going, yeah. That, that sounds Trailing like that so. piece of toilet paper on his shoe as he runs into the forest. <laughs> yeah, tripping over his giant tie. I agree. I don't think... I think, like, I think we're going to continue to see Trump, whether they're rallies or gatherings. I think he's addicted to that element of mm-hmm. his presidency. Going out and, and getting that kind of energy from his base. And I think we're going to continue to see those kind of events. And I don't think he will give that up. The interesting thing to me is how quickly, like, all this conspiracy stuff kind of went down in mainstream speech once Trump wasn't reposting a lot of stuff. Like, once he was kind of cut off of social media, it seemed like a lot of that conspiracy talk went down quite a bit like it didn't go disappear it's never going to disappear yeah. but i think in like the mainstream the news any the news i was listening to anyways started just talking about regular news stuff <laughs> which is seems funny but yeah it's just that seems to be things are going back to normal yeah and i, I so, think so you know long. to an extent to that too like the the whole basis of the the QAnon conspiracy was around Trump being this this force of good that was going to take down the deep state was going to arrest all of Hollywood pedophiles and and that didn't happen. No. You know cuz there there is no cabal of Hollywood pedophiles that have to be taken down. There is no deep state. Well, that we know of. That oh, he didn't yeah. do a good enough job exposing okay. it. All right. <laughs> Once the Trump presidency ended, it deflated a lot of the QAnon movement. There are a lot of people in that movement who have been like, you know what? We were duped now. I mean, there's still some hardcore people in there, presumably because there's still probably money to be made from it. Well, I did see an article talking about how a lot of them now are kind of shunning Trump and backing away from him 
and saying that he wasn't who he said he was and they're still on their mission but he wasn't the one that they should have been following kind of thing so like they're yeah but but he was though how, how would they get that wrong how would this guy who would cue who is like embedded in this get it wrong who they should be following look i don't know todd i'm just saying trump isn't the messiah but q is still let me tell you what i hear <laughs> what do you hear and I don't know if this was something that was brought up seriously or as a joke to mock the Q people, but uh, Biden was executed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Biden was executed, uh, and they did the the face-off thing where they put Biden's face on Trump. So now Trump is still the president. Trump's still the president. air quotes, President Biden now. Yeah. So everything that Biden does is really Trump doing... Trump's things oh, okay. and and also they must have like liposuctioned him I think a bit <laughs> just a little bit Biden's and fixed his a speech. bit more svelte yeah. you know I remember talker. seeing somebody say like if when when Biden like stutters it's it's Trump trying to like pick up his uh his speech um, yeah, Trump mannerisms that yeah the, like the, Biden, the Biden mannerisms oh. And it's like, you could tell Trump trying to be somebody else from a 10 you miles away. You can tell away. when he was trying to like sell himself as the richest person in whatever that news article was. Oh, was that when he pretended to be yeah, somebody else? Yeah, his own agent or something, <laughs> yeah. Uh, good times, good times. Okay, well back to what we're actually uh, here for. So I kind of started taking some notes on this, and then you came here and said you... Yeah, didn't. I got no notes, I'm so winging you're, it. Yeah, you're going to wing it. So let, I want to start off with what you have in mind for what to talk about and see if it kind of melds with uh, some of my notes, my half-ass notes that I... Well, I think it mostly, down. most of the election uh, conspiracies float around election fraud and the um, the Dominion voting machines and, uh, you know, the... There, there were like more than 130, I think, lawsuits or, 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 you know, situations put before the courts in the U.S. claiming fraud. And they were all, I think, but one thrown out for insufficient evidence. Like, there wasn't even enough evidence to begin the court proceedings. Was the one that wasn't thrown out the, what was it, the Texas one basically saying that's not a good enough argument or something? Like, it wasn't that it I, was bad? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't take any notes, so. There no. was, I know there was talk of one. I believe it was Texas trying to sue Georgia for whatever reason, and I think think the way that the the ruling went in that one was something along the lines of yeah we hear what you're saying but that's not the right way to go about it yeah and so it wasn't necessarily like thrown out but it wasn't oh, in their favor so I'm, i was just wondering if that was the well like i know for example that there there were cases of election fraud that they found except that they were all done by republicans yeah, and that's been the case for I know. most elections. There was like one guy who voted twice, and one and a woman I think who voted as her dead son or something or something like that. Weird. Um, and they were both on the Republican side. So yeah, I've you, you know you kind of talked about the. Do we want to go through these? Because you, you mentioned the Dominion voting machines, so we can kind of like do. You yeah, I mean, break like these we'll, down. We'll certainly go off your I outline. Mean, well, just, I don't I've have got anything, half-ass so. notes, and then also in my mind. So. Um, so with the Dominion voting machines and Smart Smartmatic, which was I think the software that they used, um, basically the conspiracy behind that one was the machines were changing the votes. Yeah. So when you put in your Republican voting paper, it swapped it over to Democrat vote. Um, yeah. So that was the the claim. 
And there was like a situation where that happened in a very like limited way. Okay, Something like so that. yeah, and 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 so like there was a there was a basis to at least look into that because it happened in one circumstance, but there was no evidence that it happened in a larger way. Well, so in my research, what I found was the way that they test these machines is they'll have like a sample batch of. Uh, voter cards, right, that are just sample cards. So they're not actually ones that are going to be used to, in the voting process. And what they do is they know how many of each are in there, and they feed it through the machine, and then they see what the numbers are at the end. And so there's, you know, they do this sporadically throughout to just test to make sure that the machines are still functioning right. From what I heard, the error rate was very low, and it wasn't enough to cause an alarm that there's, you know, widespread voter fraud from the machines themselves. So, yeah. you know, computers, obviously, they're, every once in a while, they'll malfunction, they'll glitch out. They'll um, steal an election. Yeah, right? But from the testing that they did, everything came back normal within normal parameters. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how uh, Fox News and um, what's the other... Um, OAN or or basically they had to backpedal on their claims because a they had no proof and b they were getting sued Dominion started throwing out lawsuits like crazy yeah Yeah. and so they uh, yeah on air they had somebody who was uh, in the article I was reading it was a uh, voting machine expert was their their title um, basically saying there has been no widespread voter fraud that we've found and so it was interesting coming from these, you know, these two news networks who yeah, were that had basically like... the ones that were pushing these conspiracies ended up saying like, yeah, okay, well, well, like, this say... is what we believe, but yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have anything to Probably no official retractions, but then it was just like, we just don't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was another thing was like somebody, I forget who it was. It was, oh, the pillow guy. Uh, yeah. Whoever he was in, in Trump's administration there. Um <laughs> Well, he's he known... wasn't. He wasn't part of the administration. No, wasn't he like somebody that was? He was the official pillow tester for the White House. I don't know. No, he wasn't no, he was. He was legit. Like he's known as the pillow guy. He, he is. He... he owns the My Pillow company. Yeah, that's yes. the, yeah. The he My was pillow. not part of the administration. He was like somebody that Trump would go. Like he would go and advise oh, Trump on okay. things. Sometimes. So an advisor, he was like Trump Trump's advisor. pillow advisor. Okay. But, well, anyways, um, he was on I think Fox, and he started talking about some of these conspiracies. And the anchor basically told, like, had to stop him and be like, no, no, we're not here to talk about, you know, this stuff. Mm, Let's mm. get back to this thing here. Because they had to yeah. at that point because the lawsuit had already, you know, they'd been served. And so they can't now, I guess, talk about it on air. So I thought that was uh, interesting. So, yeah, the Dominion voting machines seemed to be one thing that they were trying to get in court. And that just got thrown thrown out because it was garbage. I also, I have written here uh, Sharpie Gate because that was one of the things I think we Yeah, we, we did talk about that. that. Maybe it never um, came out in a podcast though. Because... I don't, yeah, I don't know what I edit out. I'm, yeah. <laughs> or it could just be on an episode that hasn't, that hasn't aired. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry if this is a repeat. But Sharpie Gate was basically the claim that... They were to... specifically giving Sharpies to Republican voters... And then rejecting votes that have been marked with Sharpies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was the claim. But then the, um, what are they called? The person of that area, the, <laughs> the, like the, like the uh, electoral kind of person. Yeah. Or, yeah, uh, that, yeah. That person, whoever, the person in charge. Of It'd be that like area. probably like the chief electoral officer if you were in Canada, but they're not. So yeah. So they ended up going in like a, a news conference or yeah. like a press conference there and basically said, 
it doesn't matter what you use to mark your ballot, it is being counted. And they listed off a bunch of different things, like pencil, pen, sharpie, like, it will be counted. Uh, So, yeah, that's another one that... But I I wonder if some of that calls back to, like, the um, hanging chad issue in Florida. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, if you didn't punch all all the the way way through, through, this idea that, like, there is a restrictive set of rules on how you vote. And if you do anything slightly wrong from that, your vote doesn't count. I wonder if that's sort of where Sharpie Gate emerged from, sort of the lingering fears of that sort of thing. Okay, so yeah, uh, thousands of dead voters. You kind of touched on on the dead voters there. So, uh, what is that your impression of a zombie voter? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't intended to be, but no, you're right. That's pretty good. Uh, so no, it's it, I just that's such a frustrating claim because like. It's not true. It's just... Yeah, I was reading a CNN article, and what their whole basis for this claim was, they had some sort of number of... I guess they pulled names of voters, like, that were registered voters, and then probably ran it against... This wasn't CNN. This is the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. um, Probably ran it against some sort of database of dead people. And there were dead people on the voter list. Dead people's names showed up, and they cross-referenced... Yeah, so as to them, happened. I'm sure, because, as they yeah. did their half-ass research, they were like, yeah, this is all legit. There's so many dead voters that are somehow voting. Well, it's just because the, like, the, the voting list hasn't been updated about who's dead. It doesn't mean those people are actually going in and voting. Well, and not not only that, though, but there was... So CNN, what they did was they took this list that I guess was presented in court as, um, as evidence. Yeah. Um, and so they took a random sample that I think it was like the first 50 names and then just a random sample of another 25 names throughout the list. Uh, and they looked through the like all the, the death records and the voters list, just cross-referenced it. And well, some of them weren't dead either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some of them weren't even dead. Some One of them that actually came forward after saying, no, that's me, I'm, I have the same name as my dad, he's yeah. dead, I'm alive, I voted... So that vote counted. So in in their one thing, and I think in some cases it's like um, if if they didn't have record of a birth date or something, it would default to like nineteen hundred. Mm, so some mm. of these people would look like they're one hundred and twenty years old and they're clearly not alive anymore. But that's just it's a clerical error, it's a computer mistake, kind of a thing. Yeah. So from from what I understand is they did the electoral committee officers, whoever did go through and like looked at all these names that were on the list, cross referenced everything did make sure if a person that was on this list had voted that it was, in fact, from a real person. So they did do their due diligence on that and came up with, I think there was one one or two people that had voted but somehow either died after they had voted and were counted or something. But there were two that I heard of that were dead people that actually voted. I just didn't hear the conclusion of it, whether they had voted, then died, or if it was some sort of fraud. But it was, like, out of the thousands that they said, it was only, like, two. Yeah. So not enough for Trump to win. Um, we got a comment here from PB. Uh, I think Trump is hurt. Is just hurt because zombie voters would be after brains. If he had some, he wouldn't have, have to be so worried. Yeah, it's got to suck to, like, lose the popular vote and also lose the zombie vote. <laughs> yes, um, you want to nail at least one of those two demographics, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what's next on your? Oh, was uh, there something? For me, I, I should know. cross these off so when I get more drunk, I don't go back. Yeah, down. you've also. Um, I think did you skip some on the first page? Because I did, but because those go to after okay. when they're counting okay. the ballots. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm trying to keep things in order here. Nice job. I know, right? Um, I'm glad one of us is organized. <laughs> yeah, although I have all these, I have these headings on the page, and I left room for notes. <laughs> you never but there's took. Like no notes. <laughs> Just the heading. Uh, okay. okay, so then there's um, people voting multiple times. Um, I hope you have something in your head for that because I have no notes under it, but I just have that as one of the I mean, it's it's one of those claims that people make that there's just no evidence for. Um, Again, guess... except for, I think, like I said, there was that, that one Republican person, I think, that voted twice, and then a Republican person that voted on behalf of a dead relative. Um, they were both Republicans. I guess my thing is I don't... I don't think there's anything wrong with looking into issues of election fraud. I think... You know, the sanctity uh, or the security of an election is hugely important, especially when you consider um, the likelihood that the 2016 election was tipped in Donald Trump's favor in part by Russians. Um, certainly, you want to make sure that your election is is secure and accurate. But at a certain point, you also have to say, well, there's no evidence that anything awry happened. And there's a, I saw a post on Facebook uh, maybe a week ago where someone had said that like, it's, it's obvious that the election was stolen. And it's like, how can something simultaneously be obvious and have absolutely no evidence? Because you're not awake yet. Oh, right. I'm not woke. awake. I'm not yeah. woke. I mean, I am I am woke in some ways. That's a weird word that gets used in multiple ways, right? Because I'm one of those woke people who's all like, you know, trans lives matter and uh, and things like that. But I'm not woke to QAnon. To the Trump election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess that we'll scratch that off because I don't have anything more to add. Yeah. People didn't vote multiple times. No. And that, that was one of the things I did hear in an interview is like, sure, you could technically go and vote multiple times like you could go to different polling stations and and do the whole process of like i don't have a ballot i need to sign up but the problem with that they would is eventually like, like if you were doing yeah, it under your name they would with, yeah with each ballot you have to your name is tied to that yeah. ballot and it is a big federal crime there's i think like a huge monetary fine and as well as jail time so if it was if you really wanted trump to win that bad that you would sacrifice your life a, it would be a waste because you would go to jail, and B, they would find out before they actually officially gave Trump the title. So if if thousands of people did that, yeah, the only way to do that is to have count. like multiple fake IDs, and then that would make it very it would make it much harder to track it back to you. Yeah, uh, and I don't know whether or not fake IDs can get voting cards or I don't know how that works. It didn't work the last time. I, I guess. Tried. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of the big arguments in the in the states is that in some areas you don't need an ID to vote, and maybe that's how they think you can go in and vote multiple times. But uh, but still, there's there is a name tied to each. Thing. Like there, yeah, somehow but like you can go in as like John Finkelstein and 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 Finkel Johnstein and Steen John Finkel. And <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I feel sorry for that guy. Um, I'm voting as Saul Todivan and <laughs> yeah. Van Toddy Saul and 
The other ones that I've got two before. Uh, it's Doomsday Podcast pointed rights. out that tie, it's tied to dead people. I think that's the multiple, um, the multiple votes. I'm not going to say any of this stuff isn't possible. Yeah, but it's no, not. But they investigated it and yeah. they found no evidence for a while. And and this is something that I heard uh, while I was doing some research is that. This stuff is, yeah, like all of these things. I wish I should crack mine open too since we're doing that. Yeah. Well, it's just, uh, we can do this on this podcast whenever we want. It doesn't matter. It just adds ambiance. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Now I'm half drunk and lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah. So voter fraud is, it is possible, but widespread voter fraud is where it's not plausible yeah. that it would be enough to win an election. So yeah. when Trump's begging whatever governor to give them 11,000 votes. Like, good luck, buddy, trying to find that many votes that weren't actually cast. Right. And that refer that is a reference to the phone call that was uh, the governor of, uh, I forget which state, recorded this phone call. Oh, when it was like, find 11,000 Yeah, he was like, find 11,400 and something votes. Because yeah. that was the number Trump needed to win that, that area, which would have given him the advantage. Um, yeah, and so then, um, uh, Doomsday Podcast says uh, voter registration doesn't expire due to a death certificate, and that's that's true, uh, and that's how these dead people end up on voting lists. But that doesn't mean those people are voting, and that's what wasn't proven, right? Like they're they're on the voter list, but there's no evidence that anyone was trying to vote as the dead people, and that's where the cross reference comes in to. Yeah. If there's these claims are made that, you know, there's widespread voter fraud and part of that is because dead people are voting, then, uh, yeah, Doomsday, we are taking calls. Um, <laughs> we we kind of have a weird setup for audio, so we'll try and uh, and make it work if you do want to call in. Uh, but just, just finishing off that thought is that there is a cross-reference cross of if somebody is on, like, does have a death certificate and they have placed a vote, it's very easy to see that XYZ has died in this date, but also cast a ballot. Yeah. So we need to investigate this further. Even in, if you take all of the voter fraud combined in every type of category we're going through, it hasn't been, it wasn't enough to, um, to change the election. Okay, so we got to call her live. Oh my God. Doomsday. I don't oh know God. how this works. Hold on. Todd's got to put in the, the earbud here. Okay, Can you guys hear me? Uh, I can. How are you doing, Doomsday? I am doing awesome. You guys could call me Jester. Jester. Hey. Jester. Nice to meet you. And what are you guys drinking on tonight? Uh, I got a Moscow Mule in front of me right now. Yeah, we're both drinking Moscow Mules. I just finished my, uh, what is it, Spiced Whiskey from... Spicebox. Spicebox. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually really good. <laughs> I feel, I'm drinking Michelob Ultra. I feel like such a, uh, such a non-participant. Is that good? I I I need to drink uh, low carb beers because uh, I'm a recent diabetic and I haven't tried that one yet. I'll tell you what. So being that we're on that note, my doctor told me he said, Jester, you're kind of being a fat ass. Your hemoglobin <laughs> levels are up. You need to do something with yourself and quit being such a squishy ass. And I, I yeah. said, okay, well I'll switch to Michelob Ultra and just Jack Daniels straight, and we'll see how that goes. So far, it's been pretty fantastic. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'm not complaining. It's uh like got uh, two and a half carbs, ninety five calories. Uh, I think zero sugar. Yeah, I think zero sugars in this. Nice. I'll have to give it a try. 
uh, anyway, you guys were talking about when I jumped into this, I just saw, oh, my God, these guys are talking about voter, voter fraud. I can't wait uh -huh. to hear what they have to say. One thing I wanted to bring up was the thing about the dead people is the voter registration obviously does not expire when you have a death certificate. And then the big problem with that is, is states and counties and local legislators that want to push voting without having proper identification kind of leaves that open because if your grandpa's dead and your grandfather's dead and say they were both a registered Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever, and you know their socials, you can in turn use those at the polling place. So yeah. if there's no ID required and you just have that social and you have all their information that they had, it's very easy to vote for your passed on relatives. Even if you know their social and you read, you vote for that, you know, whoever you want, if there's claims like this mass voter fraud using dead people's names and they start to look into socials that have been used and cross-reference those with dead people, is that not how that could be caught, though? Do you really think they would bring it up after they called everybody conspiracy theorists and after they threw out every base of election fraud? Do you really think they'd acknowledge that that happened? Well, I mean, if it had happened, wouldn't they have found yeah. it when they were investigating it, though? But that's the thing. I mean, you have to have some faith in a system to to not be completely corrupt. I mean, yes, you can corrupt a few people, but to corrupt a whole system, that's that seems really tough to do. So, I mean, I'm not I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I just posing the question of like, you'd think that somebody would catch it along the way and then it would get picked up a little more. Well, I don't think necessarily that uh, the dead people voting was enough to sway the selection. Um, do I think it happened? Yes, absolutely, for sure. Do I think it had a big enough impact to sway the election? No, I do not, because frankly, the amount of people out there that would have had to physically do that, the numbers would have had to be so high. And I mean, yeah. you've got to think yeah. about one thing to think about is, yes, we have absentee voting. We've always had that. But this year we did mail-in voting, which is totally different. So in the state that I'm in, and I'm, I keep my identity secret from my show, and it's interesting that you guys are in Canada because pr my primary, my listener base is Canada. But um, the one thing to take into consideration this year in the state that I'm in, I voted in person on election day myself and a handful of other people that I know. Uh, we got online with the voter registration website, and it all said that we voted by mail when we voted in person. Huh. And no. this, this, yeah, and this was not changed until well after the fact. Then it said, oh, yeah, it was an in-person vote. I think that's really, really odd because if it initially said first you voted by mail and I didn't, who sent that in? How did they get that information? I mean, it, it seems like it's something that could very easily just be a clerical error. There was a lot there was a lot of manipulation during this election at the hands of the media, at the hands of social media. I think there was a lot of fear of manipulation, but I, I don't know that there was a lot of manipulation. This is a double sided coin. If the Democrats believe there was voter fraud, the Republicans would have said, ah, no, you're nuts, you're nuts, right? Um, when the Republicans say they're voter fraud, oh, no, you're nuts, you're nuts. So even if, no matter what side it was on, we would be seeing the same outcome. And I think in either case, the resolution to that should be, let's let's try to prove it, let's find evidence. And, and in this case, 
um, the, the, the Trump campaign struggled to find evidence and ultimately didn't find anything compelling enough to even get it in front of a court, really. There's two things. One, the first thing is you're right. You're 100% right. I feel there should have been investigative journalism done into this front. Back in the day, 60 Minutes would do investigative journalism and they would get to the bottom of this instead of these major media outlets actually saying, hey, let's go out and interview these people. Let's see what they're talking about. Instead of doing that, they automatically went to, these are conspiracy nuts. There's These people are crazy. There's no way this could happen. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not personally well versed on a lot of those like individual stories or claims of voter fraud, to be honest. Um, and and maybe there is some journalism that that could have been done there and and uh, you know investigating those stories. But to me, that you know all of these claims were brought in front of a court, and essentially all of the courts said no, there's nothing here. Really tells me that there's nothing there. If there was something of substance, wouldn't a court have picked up on it? So then is this a conspiracy of, you know, Democratic judges who are trying to steal the election? See, I wouldn't say that these are all Democratic judges. And and I, I cannot even say for one second and even acknowledge the fact that this is solely Democratic orchestrated because you have a lot of Republicans that dislike Trump as well. You have a lot of independents that hate Trump as well. So I can't put the blame primarily on the Democrats at all. That's just unfair. Uh, another conspiracy was that the poll watchers were blocked from observing the counts. So uh, Philadelphia was a big issue. All right. During during the election. And I have a couple of ties and contacts in Philadelphia who actually work for the government that are in downtown and were kind of giving me a play by play as things were happening there. Now, the thing that was really odd was if you go back to election night and you look at the city of Philadelphia, Trump was winning Pennsylvania. He, he was winning it. And then Philadelphia was the big turning point in that state. Philadelphia stopped the count in the middle of the night, stopped it. Right. All of a sudden, we wake up in the morning and there's all these hundreds of extra thousands of votes that came in for Biden from one city. Mm. And it, it didn't make any sense at all. And I know in past elections, Philadelphia has done some really goofy shit. Like, I've heard stories from people that were at the polling places basically stating that they were busing in inner city kids and busing people in to vote for Obama with the promise of, oh, hey, we'll buy you lunch, we'll do this, we'll do that, just come and do this vote. Like, these people had no interest in voting. They were basically buying the votes, Yeah, right? I'm sorry, but my were dogs they... are barking in the background. <laughs> sorry, it sounded like cute dogs. Um, were they, uh, like, they were legal voters, though. They were legal voters, yes, in the sense. Um, however, these people were not motivated to vote. Their votes were bought. I mean, the other way of maybe looking at that and just playing devil's advocate is that maybe they were from an area of town um, that maybe it made them a little harder to get to the voting stations. And so yeah, for sure. they were helped to the station, like the polling stations. And I mean, I think the flip side of that, or not the flip side, but like an alternate look at that is that if you are someone who can be, whose vote can be bought for a sandwich you are likely someone who will be helped by democratic policies. 
Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, if a cheesesteak motivates you to put your name on a piece of paper, I'm sure that those food stamps are going to do a lot more for you in the long run. I, I like that theory. I'll, we could run with that. I like it. So, and then uh, my, so my other thing on, on that, because that seems to be a big thing just throughout the, the entirety of the States is that everyone went to bed, Trump was winning, and then they woke up in the morning and it had completely flipped. Um, I know one of the, the talking points on the news was that the, the Democrats really pushed for mail-in voting, and that wasn't counted until after the, the yeah. walk-up votes. So, like, is that something that you feel, like, has some validity, that, like, the mail-in votes not being counted till late in the, at night when everyone was sleeping could be the reason why, like, the numbers switched so much? Well, uh, yes and no. And why I say that is because, you know, even if Biden won this fair and square, right, you would have still had mail-in votes for Trump as well. Well, his numbers did go up, though. It's not like they stayed what they were. Right. However, there was a massive hype. But the thing there, I mean, I think it was well known in advance that the the people who were doing the mail-in votes were definitely leaning more Democratic. And in fact, Trump, discouraged mail-in votes he was he was arguing that they couldn't be trusted one thing to think about and consider with this how we're how we're talking about you could have investigated this and and got to the bottom of it think about how long a murder trial goes on between two individuals did you kill this guy okay it's going to take us six months to prove this right you're talking about an epic scale state-by-state basis millions and millions of votes to go through and they're shutting these claims down in approximately 45 minutes. These courts didn't investigate this. They didn't put time into this. Well, it's not the court's job to investigate. It's the lawyers. Yeah, the lawyer has to present the case. And yeah. then if it was presented well enough, then the court would be like, okay, yep, you have something substantial there. We need to look into this. Let's set up a, you know, a schedule where you can present all your findings. And from my understanding is that they're fine. They didn't have any findings to present. So there's two ways. Again, there's there's always a double side to everything that we're talking about. So could they have did a more effective job at providing evidence? Yes, absolutely. They probably could have. But you're dealing with 50 states in a very short amount of time. And you're trying to, you know, the whole every state in the union, you have to consider all these votes, right? And you have to get all these attorneys together and, and figure out where the fraud lied, where this was, put witnesses together. So not, and I'm not saying in every single one of these cases, this is the second side of this, not every single one of these cases, but in a lot of these cases, the judge, the judges or judge were shutting these claims down automatically off the bat. For whatever reason, no one knows. Well, no, they know the reason because these things happen out in the open. And the reason is that there was insufficient evidence. Well, if they had enough evidence to bring it into a courtroom, you think they would have had enough evidence to go further with this? Well, I think you can go into a courtroom with any level of evidence. Like I can sue Carlo here for not doing a good enough job, not doing a good enough job on my this podcast. (laughs) And we can get in the court and the court will be like, what the fuck are you guys even doing? Get out. Well, the court would also want you to present evidence against him to suggest why you feel he wasn't doing a good enough job. And that's not going to happen in a, in a time span of 45 minutes. Say it was the podcast you two are involved with. 
you're going to have to pull multiple audio clips. You're going to have to show the judge all this evidence, and you're going to have to prove to him over a period of time, hey, this did happen, so we need to figure out how we're going to go on from here on But again, out. though, at the start of a, of, a, of a case in front of a court, all of the evidence is there available to the judge, and the judge can look at it all and say, there is not enough here. You're only giving me 1% of what could be. That's not enough for us to move forward. It's real. It happened, but it might not have been enough for the judge. And I even heard in one instance the judge shut it down, even though there was evidence, because he did not want to create a big uproar in the United States, which kind of leads us into the Capitol Hill riots, if you guys want to go into that. Let's hear your opinion on the Capitol riots before I even comment on this. Okay, um, it was uh, uh, it was an attempt. It was an insurrection. Like, I, yeah, I, I agree there. It was uh, basically you had a bunch of people who believed that the there was so much mass voter fraud that the election wasn't legit, and that was their attempt at a coup, I guess, to overthrow yeah. the, the democratic process that was in progress. Uh, for, you know, from what I saw, that's kind of what, what my take on it was. There's a lot of patriotism in America. And it, and it takes place a lot on the right-wing party. It really does. And we pride ourselves on the fact that we escaped the ruling. We founded this country based on freedom. And this was a country that was supposed to be ran by the citizens and not the government. And th we've come up short. Our forefathers would be rolling over in their graves right now seeing the things that they're seeing. Such as? Just big government in general. The government controls... The auto insurance you pay on your car, they control what doctors your drugs gives you, they control insurance rates, they control everything, right? Um, and it was never intended to be that way. We were supposed to be a free union. Like, states are not obligated to stay in this union. They can break away at any time. Yeah. And that's what this was. And even a lot of states we have here aren't even technically listed as states. They're listed as commonwealths. Uh, for instance, Pennsylvania is a commonwealth. It's not a state. Maryland is a commonwealth. It's not a state. So you have any state has the option to secede from the union at any point in time if they don't agree with what the federal government's doing. Now, you got to understand the moment you secede, you also lose federal support. As you should. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people do not secede from the union because the government's giving them so much. Now, these people have it in their idea, we need to take things back for the people. And I solely blame, I don't even call the Capitol Hills, a, the Hill, Capitol Hill, whatever, I call it a shitstorm. I don't call it a riot. <laughs> in my opinion, it wasn't a riot. Could you call it an insurgency? Yeah, you could. You could, I guess. No, I did. The, the, main, the main people that need to be blamed for this, without question, is the media in this country. If they would have put this to rest, if they would have put this to bed, if they would have said, hey, we've been investigating this, we've talked to these people, this guy over here is on crack, this guy over here has been involuntary committed to an immense institution 18 times, he's not stable, you know, these people are nuts, don't believe what they're saying, we've done a full investigation on this, it would have calmed down these citizens and this wouldn't have happened. Okay, but with that argument, why would you... I guess, why would you riot or shitstorm the, the capital and not the media, right? Like that, if you're, with your argument, you're saying that it was the media who was doing all this. So why would, why are the people storming the capital and 
you know, stealing stuff from there and, and chanting that they want to hang Mike Pence and all that. Like, that seemed like it was, wasn't was against the media. It was against the government itself. Like, they not even the government itself. It was against the results of the election that they felt weren't legit, right? From everything that I'm, I'm hearing in the news anyways. Well, first off, you don't shoot the messenger, right? We all know that. The thing I think people were ultimately pissed off about was they're being labeled, they're put in a box, they're being put, they're being put down based on their beliefs instead of someone simply explaining that this voter fraud didn't happen and we have all the proof to say it didn't happen. But I think, you know, it's not so much that there was evidence that it didn't happen, but there was there was an absence of evidence that it did. And if there is anyone who egged this on, it was Donald Trump and others in the Republican Party who continue to push the idea of voter fraud when there was no evidence of it. Uh, it was Trump's job, I guess, to kind of secure his seat by any means necessary. And did Donald Trump play a factor in it? Yes, absolutely, because mm -hmm. he was pushing the issue that there was voter fraud. He was definitely pushing that issue without question. Um, at the same time, you still got to take into consideration any time a story popped up on the news, it was automatically pulled. Anytime a video surfaced on YouTube of a guy talking about how they're finding irregularities in their voting precinct, the story was gone the next day and you couldn't find it. Um, Michigan had a bunch of stories pop up and disappear in the matter of 24 hours. They would be up, then they're gone. And then you've got Twitter, you've got Facebook automatically censoring and taking down stories of voter fraud. Wouldn't that just incite people to be be like, hey, we're fighting for a cause now? We're not just, it's not just useless banner. Like if this didn't happen and it's not true, why are we being censored? Well, I, I would say though that if Trump and again, you know, others in the Republican Party weren't pushing um, for voter fraud claims that there was no evidence for, it wouldn't have happened. I guess one of my final notes is that you've kind of put a double-edged sword on the media of, you know, if they were doing their job a certain way, it would be it would have calmed the masses. But then you've got your leader of the country who in his four years of running things has basically put a target on all the media's back by saying anything they do is fake news if it wasn't in his favor. So it's kind of, it's really hard for, like I could see how it would be very hard for Americans, just average Americans to believe anything the media says if, your president is saying everything is fake that the news is putting mm -hmm. out unless it's something that I agree with. But then at the same time, you're saying, you know, the media should be doing a better job of investigating things. Like how how are people supposed to believe what the media is saying if your leader is saying what they're saying isn't true? So it, it, it put the media in a really weird spot and it put Americans in an even weirder spot to know who to trust, I guess. Yeah, I get, I get how that could be interpreted, um, and and frankly, it's such a shitty system that it's even hard to explain it in a manner that makes any type of sense. It really is. Um, but the one thing, the one thing that I think I could say and comment and kind of put this all to bed on is, you guys saw what happened with Black Lives Matter, the riots, the destruction, everything that's happened. You guys saw what happened with Chop Zone the deaths that took place in Chop Zone, how these people took over the city and everything else. We all saw that go on, right? The president was like, 
wanting to send out the National Guard. He was urging to put a stop to this so people would stop getting killed, so businesses would start stop getting destroyed. And for that, he was a bad guy. This is not okay. Then we have one little shitstorm, one little shitstorm at the Capitol building, and all these people are the devil. If that doesn't tell you that the media has a major effect on how people perceive things and what they believe, I don't know what does. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of like property damage during um, protests and riots, but I, I do think that there's a difference between even that and attempting to overthrow a government. Uh, but that's just me. I mean, sometimes <laughs> sometimes governments need to be overthrown. That's true. That's true. I'm Isn't just it? saying that they're not they're not on equal yeah. terms. Wasn't it one of uh, one of the American presidents that said something about like the the government should should fear the people or something? That's one of the famous quotes out there. It's the government should fear the people. The people shouldn't be in fear of the government. Exactly. Yeah. Another Which... another president said, uh, "Hey, pull my finger." <laughs> uh, we're going to move towards wrapping things up. Yeah, we're going to wrap things up. That was awesome. Uh, but thanks for calling, and I really enjoyed the chat. Hey, I got Maybe. I got two I got two questions for you guys sure, before sure. we we close things out. Is number one, are you going to cover Agenda Twenty Thirty? We did. We already did. Yeah, we covered the uh, the UN in a two part series. Yeah, yeah. Check not out not our... live, but uh, go uh, go check out. I don't know what episode number it is, but we did. I'm definitely going to go check that out. One hundred percent for sure. And then the second question I had for you guys is: Did you know that articles of impeachment have already been filed against Joe Biden? Yes. Uh, by um... is that the QAnon? Um, I think it might one? be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that how that goes. I know she was before the election. She was promising to do it on like day one, and then she followed through. So, I mean, kudos to her in that at least. Well, for the record, I do not buy into the QAnon theory. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. We did an we episode had, on that. We, we did an episode on out. that too. Yeah. So. <laughs> you had mentioned that you uh, you did a podcast. Is it just the name of your what your avatar is there? It's it's Doomsday Podcast. We're in twenty four different countries. We're pretty we're. We're not as popular as these other guys out there. We're not like crime junkies or last podcast on the left. Oh fuck, we're not popular either. So, yeah, but we yeah. we lured you into this. Yeah, <laughs> cool. We'll have well, to check we'll it have out. To give you a listen there. Yeah. yeah. Next time you guys are doing something, I'd love to jump in again. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was really cool having you to bounce things off of and hear your uh, your view on certain American issues. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely, guys. Well, have yourselves a good night, man, and, and keep it up, you guys. I love the show, man. It's great. Awesome, thanks. <laughs> Hopefully talk to you soon. Wow, well that was uh, that was super cool. Yeah. We had a, uh, a caller. <laughs> um, that actually that I felt like that made the episode That certainly made it interesting. It made it American different. Made it very uh, different. Yeah. yeah. Got a couple of fucking Canadian uh, idiots <laughs> talking about American politics and getting some education from an American. Yeah. About things we don't know. And so. also informing him about the queen's power to force herself to be on <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. dollar bill she's to on. Force herself on America, on Canada. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, is there a, a summary for this podcast that uh, the election in the States was uh, just a random shit show? <laughs> just yeah. Everything how, that do you, how do you summarize I this? Like, um, I think I'm grateful. I, I was, af- pardon me, I was afraid that after the, the, the six that things were going to go bad on the days before the inauguration, I was imagining more violence. Um, I remember uh, I, I'm unemployed right now, so I don't have to get up early in the morning. So some days I like, you know, stay in bed later than I should. But I remember on, on the 20th, 
I didn't get up to watch the inauguration, but at like nine o'clock, which would be noon inauguration time, uh, I checked Twitter to see if like anyone <laughs> attempted to assassinate Biden. Uh, and that, uh, as we all know by now, hopefully it did not happen. I kind of hope that this is the last kind of political turmoil of this tumultuous extent that we see in a very long time. I, could... I agree. I, I, I want that for everyone. Um, I don't know if we're there, though. I think there's Yeah, still... there's a lot of, of simmering anger still, I think. Well, and I think part of it is, like, Biden's trying to do, from his speech and everything, he's trying to unite the country, which is really, at the end of the day, there's only going to be one party in power, right? Like, one party that has the presidency. So you do have to be united as a country. So I really hope that for the sake of the states that they're able to unite and and get back to normalcy over there and yeah. not have such a divide. But I don't know. It's like Trump had had done such a good job of creating enemies uh, and and putting people against each other. And so, I don't know. We'll see, well, we'll see how it goes. We're at a point I, I where, like, there's a Democrat in the White House. It's it's a Democratic Senate. Yeah. And, and is it not a Democratic Congress? It, yeah, it is. I don't. I can't remember if it's the Congress or the Senate that's split 50-50, but they have the... The Vice President has yeah, the veto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is um, technically completely run by the Democrats. Wow. But I think there's still, like, because it's 50-50, if some of the Democrats are more... Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. The other way. So, um, but I just I I really hope that there's no more of this you know war type stuff that's going down. Um, just seeing some of the pictures of uh, Washington and all of the, yeah. the guards that are standing around in the neighborhoods that's kind of scary. Like that being so close to that in Canada. Uh, or even before be that, when you there. see these people who are just, you know, treating the, the Capitol building with an absolute absence of, dis- of respect, you know, feet up on desks, stealing mail from Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Some what... dude walking out with like uh, the podium, a, a, there. the podium and like yeah. waving to a photographer. Like, I don't care what party you support like that. That's just bullshit. Like, have some respect for the constitution of your democracy. Did you did you see the um, the the thing going around where that guy who was walking out with the podium, a, a huge group of people thought his name was Via Getty. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, that picture of him like walking out and smiling and <laughs> yeah. waving at the photographer, that picture was taken by somebody who worked or uh, uh, sent their photo to Getty Images, and so somebody else posted that photo on I think Twitter and said Via Getty, as in like. <laughs> From Getty Images, yeah. via Getty, this guy stole this thing. And all of a sudden, that was his name. Everyone's like, via Getty is the man who stormed the Capitol building. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that bought him oh. a few extra days of freedom before they actually figured out his real name. Right, yeah. He's like, whew. Yeah. I'm so glad that went to Getty Images and not AP, because nobody would believe my name was via AP. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Awesome. Well, that was, uh, I thought that was a super entertaining podcast. It was for me. That was uh, good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, oh, I'm getting a warning. Apparently, we're only allowed 120 minutes of live things. So oh, right. Kick us off that's, in yeah, two yeah. minutes. So we're we going to very soon. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. Thanks for listening. This has been Half Cut Conspiracies. That guy's Carlo. No, you have to do it first, right? I gotta, yeah. Well, hold on. As my nonna used to say. <laughs> oh, oh right. my Sorry. gosh, Todd. Fuck, I'm ruining this all. all the shit. I was going to give some advice here. Yeah, as my nonna used to say, some sound advice. Se non è zuppa, è pane bagnato. Which uh, literally translates to, if it isn't soup, it's wet bread. That guy's been Todd Sullivan. <laughs> it's been Carlo Sia. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Cheers. <laughs>